Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Ben Carlson, and this is Owning Individual Stocks versus Owning the Stock Market. Through last Friday, the S&P 500 is in the midst of a 2.3% drawdown. If you squint really hard, you can see it. Now, you should expect to see a handful of 2% plus down days in the stock market every year. So this is nothing. So why does it seem like so many individual investors are freaking out this past week? Well, a lot of it depends on what you own. If you own an index fund, the past couple of weeks barely registered. But if you own individual stocks, especially of the growth and momentum variety, it's been a different story. Momentum stocks have taken a nice little hit. The iShares U.S. Momentum Factory ETF, ticker MTUM, was down roughly 13% through Friday, while the NASDAQ 100 is down a little more than 8%. So certainly a correction, but not the end of the world, right? You should expect to see corrections like this probably once every year or so, maybe every other year. But if you drill down even further into some of the more popular stocks of late, you can see where the carnage has hit. Tesla is down more than 30%. Peloton is down almost 40%. Zoom is down 40%. Roku is down 25%. Spotify down 25%. Shopify down 23%. Now we're talking, right? Drawdowns galore in some of the most popular names of the past year or so. Even Amazon and Apple are down 15% apiece. And these drawdowns came after a furious rally in the latter half of the day on Friday. I mentioned recently I own some shares of Stitch Fix. As a one-time high flyer, the stock has been hit just as hard as some of these other stocks the past couple weeks or so, so I was watching it Friday because I wanted to buy some more. Lean into the pain, right? At one point late in the morning on Friday, the stock was down more than 11%. It finished the day up more than 5%. This is the stuff a backtest will never tell you. All you see is the outcome of the day, not what it took to get there. And having the ability to watch this stuff in real time is something most investors didn't have back in the day. A number of growth stocks experienced similar losses before staging a comeback on Friday. It could have been margin calls on these once overbought stocks or capitulation, but that's quite a cycle of bust and boom all in the same day. Now, to be fair, many of these stocks with big losses right now have also experienced big gains over the past year or so, even after accounting for the recent swoon. Most of the stocks I mentioned before are still up well over 100% over the past year. This is one of the reasons it's so difficult to invest in individual stocks coming out of a market crash. The large losses last February and March led to huge gains coming out of those losses. And now we have a situation where we have big losses in stocks that have seen those big gains. It's almost impossible to avoid anchoring one way or another. For those of you who don't spend your free time reading Daniel Kahneman research papers, anchoring is a heuristic where we humans start with an initial value and then adjust our beliefs using that value as a baseline. And when there are extreme moves in the stock market in a short period of time, there are so many highs or lows to anchor to when figuring out if something is a worthwhile investment or not. You could look at the returns from late March 2020 lows and assume you've already missed the boat. Or you could look at recent highs and assume the 20 to 40% pullbacks offer buying opportunity. This is why investing in individual stocks can play such head games with you. Anchoring to the bottom makes it hard to buy more of a good stock, while anchoring to the top makes you feel like you've found a bargain. Both cases can be right or wrong depending on the stock or market environment. The same thing applies when putting new money to work. Should you buy what's been working, pour money into your losers, pick new stocks altogether? Yes, buying individual stocks offers the potential for greater gains, but it also opens you up to all sorts of psychological pitfalls that don't necessarily apply when owning the entire stock market. Portfolio management is so much harder when picking individual stocks, especially in a concentrated manner. Wonderful gains can turn into terrifying losses in an instant, leaving you with more questions than answers. Momentum stocks can turn into value stocks in a matter of days with the speed of market movements in the information age. Whether you're investing in an index fund or individual stocks and you're still saving money, you want stocks to fall on occasion like this. If you have a steady income and more importantly a steady savings rate, these buying opportunities are your friend. The problem for many investors these days is they only believe in their stocks when they're rising. If you don't believe in those same stocks when they're falling, you have no business owning them over the long haul. Could these same stocks that have fallen 30 to 40% fall even more? Certainly. 
When owning individual stocks, you have to expect these types of losses even more often than the overall market. But if you don't have the intestinal fortitude to buy your high-flying stocks when they turn into low-flying stocks, you're probably better off just owning an index fund. For more from me, check out wealthofcommonsense.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.